0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Titletown Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at Packers and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers, and we are coming back after another practice, not just any practice, a family night, the annual tradition. Uh, we were in person for it, of course, because we are in Green Bay for the week uh, to cover training camp, and we got to uh, be there for like the, uh, the first time ever for both of us being at family night. It was Braun's first time ever at Lambeau Field being inside the bowl, watching any kind of anything go on on the field. So it was a really special experience for him. Uh, Not to brag, I've been there uh, quite a few times at this (laughs) point. Uh, Yeah, but it's always special being at Lambeau Field. The fireworks show after, I have to say, not a big fireworks guy, but it was a pretty special experience.
1: Well, the fans should know that you are colorblind, so that takes away some of the... uh some of the allure. But it was a great show, and I was very moved by it. It was a lot of fun. Very
0: moved by
1: it. <laughs> it was just a great experience. You're like, wow, I'm sitting here in Lambeau Field, and it's all these fireworks and the light show. and The light show The was bracelets awesome. that they had, which I don't even know how they made all everybody's bracelets go light up at the same time. And Bro, I'm
0: telling you, Mark Murphy was up in the front office with the big button that had all the bracelets go off at the same time. We were literally thinking that the bracelets didn't work the entire practice because you hit the button, nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, once the lights go out for the fireworks, all the bracelets start flashing. That Mark Murphy, he's always up to something.
1: <laughs> giving him a little too much
0: credit. I think. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. And all the all the lights going out was really cool, too. Being in a completely dark pitch black stadium just for like 10 seconds before the fireworks started going. Yeah. That was really cool. And yeah, I don't like fireworks, but uh, I had a great time and I didn't want it to be over. A lot of fun. It was so cool. And every time you thought it was
1: going to end, every time you thought it was going to end, they did more fireworks and then (laughs) they had that big ending with all those, it was, it was really cool. So it's, you know, and it's not even just for kids. It's just a lot of fun. The music was great. For big kids like us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great show. A lot of fun. And the practice was great. A lot to talk about. A lot of, uh, a lot of great football. If you saw any of my story, you saw the, the game film that was out there from, from that practice and. A lot of good football being played, a lot of bad football being played. We'll get all into it. A lot to talk about, and you know, there's a lot to discuss in terms of guys who are having good camps, not good camps. So let's get into it, Griff.
0: Yeah, why don't we? Um, all this firework talk made I me mean, uh, <laughs> forget that they even practice. But yeah, uh, as always, I love watching this team practice, and I find myself, as the days go by here on our vacation, Itching to watch this team take the field because I just love watching them. Because you're
1: <laughs> such a nerd, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have such great seats, and that was true today as well. Um, we were row 20. We've the past like three days we've been row one at uh, Ray Nischke Field, but in Lambeau we were row 20. But it, it kind of at the 50 us, yard line. At the 50 yard line, Braun we had did a great of the best job. Seats
1: in the house from in terms of like that bird's eye point of view, you want to be at to see. Like, yeah, we
0: saw all 22 players. We could see the opposite end of the field, which we. At practice, we have a hard time seeing what's yeah. going on on the opposite sideline. Like, for example, Jordy Nelson was there on, uh, what day is today? I guess he was there on Thursday, um, and we really couldn't see him. It doesn't yeah. help that he was wearing the most generic clothing. It's <laughs> such a Jordy Nelson outfit he was wearing. But, like, we saw on Instagram that he was there, and we really couldn't see him. But our, our seats being a little bit higher up, we could, we could, I feel like we had a much better view today. And if you yeah. saw Braun's story, then you would know that we had pretty good view from a football
1: standpoint watching the game like we got some of the best seats in the house in terms of you know watching actually who played well and who didn't play well so it's i think we're in a more this year than ever in a great position to kind of determine like who we think is going to make the team and who isn't going to make the team
0: in terms of our vacation we've had a really solid time and we've caught some really good practices and like i said i I love it so much and living here in this house with you temporarily uh we had to walk to the stadium today because uh the parking situation was not ideal. All of our neighbors here are <laughs> selling out their driveways and their lawns, $20 parking. Um, so we, we walked to the stadium today, and it's been really fun being here with you. We've spent too much money at the pro shop, but we have all kinds of... Uh new clothes to bring home and new things to bring home all, all packer related of course so it's been a really exciting thing and i can't believe that it's almost over here but we've still got two strong days of practice left we're off on saturday and then we've got practice on sunday and monday so we're tr- gonna try to pump out as many podcasts here as possible because we enjoy doing them and we've gotten some good feedback on the the last couple that we've put out so um thanks for listening to those of course but uh today let's start talking about practice brown what do you want to bring up first here
1: well, Griff, we always like to start with the quarterback play, and obviously with Rodgers, it's it's pretty uh, bland most of the time when we're talking about practices because what he does is, we we know what he does. I mean, he he's expected to perform excellently, and most of the time he does. One thing with the quarterbacks today, the classic uh, throw the ball in the net from fifty yards away, that you know we every year during family night we see that video of Rodgers sinking it, and this year. It did not happen because none of the three quarterbacks, and I want to say about a total of maybe 30 tries, they probably each got 10 cracks at it, none of them could put it in the net, and they had to move on to a different drill at that point. So it just didn't happen, and they never went back to it. That um, well, was just a little tidbit of info, right? But like,
0: That was really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the point, it, it was like, are we going to be out here all night? I didn't think they were going to stop until one of them could sink it. Rogers came close a few times. Missing. Yeah, from our vantage point, it looked like it looked like he was just off, like side to side. But Etling yeah. kept overthrowing. Love Played kept. A lot. In, and, like, and love a lot. couldn't. Love couldn't even. Love could Yeah, a lot love kept underthrowing. But Rogers, I don't know. I don't know. We we couldn't really get a good look because the net was in the corner of the end zone, and like you said, we were at the fifty yard line. So uh, <laughs> this is like a like a humble brag right here. But, yeah, we we couldn't really tell what was going on in the end zone, but. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty sad. That's always a family night thing. You always go on Instagram and you see Rod. Last year, I think he sunk it from like 50. Remember, yeah. it was that crazy bomb. He hit
1: a couple. Yeah. He hit a couple. Yeah. And even in practice when he's doing it, you know, they kind of always wait till he hits it. And it usually doesn't take that long. This one was a little weird because everybody got a bunch of cracks. I thought at one point maybe Love would have, uh, sunk one or maybe even Etling, because he was overthrowing them. So I thought it'd be a little bit of an easier adjustment.
0: Yeah, I kept saying, just try underthrowing it here.
1: Yeah. Which was bizarre. I don't know what he was how was he missing by so much? <laughs> I don't know. He was shooting way over too, a few yards over. But yeah,
0: yeah, you could tell when he like released it. You could tell he was putting way too much uh, power Everything
1: into underneath. the throw. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Even at practice the other day, they all hit one. Rogers hit a couple the other day. Remember? Yeah. This was only from like twenty yards. This one was what from
1: thirty-five? Quo- yeah, somewhere between thirty-five and forty. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's funny because Rogers ended up having a pretty good day. At pro- on you know, in terms of the team drills and stuff, I thought he played really well. Um, no missed throws from him, really, just a lot of... uh, Especially on the last drive when they ended up scoring with the A.J. Dillon run, when they started all the way back at the one, and then kind of Rodgers took it down. That was a really good drive, a lot of good balls. That first one was actually to Josiah. He had a big catch and run. Um, Then he went to Lazard and so on, and Sammy was the big catch to get down to the end zone, then they ran it a couple times with A.J. That was
0: the first... Well, I don't know what happened the first four practices that we weren't in person for, but of the practices we've seen, that was the first like really big connection between Rodgers and Sammy. Yeah. And it was exciting. People were really excited about that one. And going up against the number one defense, that that, that last drive, I think that was Rodgers' last drive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really impressive drive.
1: Yeah, he, he looked good, and then he kind of made sure to mix it up. with Randall Cobb got his catches, and it's good to keep him involved because he's going to be the, one of the bigger parts of what we do.
0: Cobb's outfit? Yeah, the yellow, oh, what an outfit, sleeves. man!
1: I did post a White photo jersey. of yeah, I posted a photo of his uh his gold sleeves with the jersey with the yellow pants. He was looking good in that outfit.
0: He was uh looking better than anyone else on the field.
1: Yeah, got got some good shots of him with the swag. He was looking good, <laughs> playing like it too. Yeah, yeah. But um, not just Cobb. He was getting Lazard involved, although Lazard had a couple drops. Um,
0: That's concerning. Not great. Yeah, he had drops last year. In the he did. season.
1: And, you know, he used to have really good hands. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird thing. Every time
0: he makes a catch, it's like, wow, he looks like he has the best hands on the team. But he's he's got stone hands. A At bit. times. A little bit more than you want from your in now camp, number he's had one a few receiver. drops. It's just weird. He has. Thing. The other day he had a couple.
1: Somebody had to come in and do what MVS was doing for yeah. us.
0: But, I mean, physically, Lazard still looks... Uh, it, As it's good, exciting why he could be able to do anybody. this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's built like a house... He still moves like a receiver though, so like he looks like a tight end, but he's able to move like a receiver for the most part. Um I, I don't think he's gonna beat Amari Rodgers in a race or anything, but you know, he's quick he's quick footed. Yeah. So
1: I like I really do like the way he when he when you step out at practice and like he even just look at the receiver group, he looks like the number one
0: guy. Yeah, when they're all doing their drills together, he stands out like a sore thumb.
1: And it's crazy because he was not always as big and strong. And tall. You know what I mean? He's just overall grown muscularly in a different fashion.
0: When you look at pictures of him in Jacksonville, it's like you can't even tell it's the same guy, really.
1: So he's really tried to put himself in a position from a physical standpoint to be that number one guy. Now he's just got to put it together. Like Being the number one, it it means taking on a leadership role, which he's a reserve guy in some ways, so it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Randall Cobb is still that leader in the room, but like he has to understand that being that first target commands the eyes of everybody else in the room. So he's going to have to take on that leading by example aspect of what it means to be a number one wide receiver. Also being Aaron Rodgers target in a lot of passing situations and his duties as a blocker with his size and strength, he's got a lot to balance. So it's going to be difficult. I feel like for him to manage, hopefully he gets it sooner rather than later, but he's definitely had his moments at practice where you feel like he's got some work to do.
0: The talk about, Who's gonna Devont- who's gonna replace Devontae? Like uh, who is the wide receiver one? I feel like the more practices we watch, the more it feels like the even the the concept of of number one wide receiver is like sort of a myth this season for the Packers because even just like with the starting rotation of receivers, we've seen Winfrey. And with the yeah. ones a lot we've seen. And hey,
1: he's looked good. Let's. mess He's looked good.
0: Yeah, looked he looked good, good, good last year. So it's going to be like okay, let's see this in the regular season.
1: Yeah. I well, guess. his thing too is he's he's had some drops and he had some drops last year. He had one today, right? And that and he was running a route on air, dropped a ball. You know, this was right. very early in warmups, right? And he dropped a ball. And, but then he goes out and makes plays with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and he's just putting himself in the equation. And we always talk about the receiver position. They're going to have to get down to seven guys. Where does he fit in? And it's going to end up being a decision between a guy like Samari Torre, who is really playing well, and Jawan Winfrey, who's playing well, and Malik Taylor, who's been there for a really long time and contributes on special teams, who's out right now with injury. There are a lot of guys involved here, but the good thing is it's going to bring the competition up and it's going to give the Packers a chance to evaluate and get the best seven guys. Because we talked, a lot of people always assume it's six because Matt LaFleur doesn't like whatever, right? But it's going to be seven. We know that for a fact based on just the idea of it's not just Devontae anymore. They need more bodies because they need a lot of guys to come in and contribute. And it's going to be a collective effort to replace Devontae, which means they're going to have to have all these guys do a fair share and and bring the the roster to a point where they feel like all these guys collectively together can replace the targets that Devontae had. And they'll they'll have their fair share of, of yards, touchdowns,
0: and the like there's not going to be anyone with 1,500 yards or, like, probably even 10 touchdowns. Like, probably yeah. not. It's going to be going around because just the rotation of starters that we've seen. Randall Cobb started with the twos today. The, the starting group with Rodgers was who? It was Dobbs. It was Sammy and Lazard, I believe. No, and
1: Lazard was with Cobb with the twos.
0: Really? If you remember that. That was yeah. weird. I don't know if that means anything.
1: No, they're just doing different things. They're, they want Love to play with some of the guys, and it's just like they're just experimenting because they do want... Like like we just mentioned, there's not more. There's not really any clear like starters. There's a lot of guys that are competing. It's not like Devontae and Jordy and Cobb. You know, like it was many years ago where those were the those were the clear guys, and then you had the guys behind them. Right now, it's like Sammy Watkins could come in and start, or Romeo Dobbs, who's a fourth round pick, has played so well that he can come in and start. But we know Lazard is going to be in the mix to start, obviously, and then be the number one. Randall Cobb. It Has the rapport with Rodgers and he could, he's probably gonna start in the slot but there's no reason that any of those other guys couldn't be doing the same thing because they're showing that they can and They're gonna keep mixing those guys in and out until we get some kind of separation And if we don't they're just gonna be able to mix it up and keep defenses guessing about And corners specifically about who they're covering and they, they're not gonna be able to prepare for a guy like Devontae or Just one particular guy It's going to be they have to look at every single receiver we have and find out what it takes to cover them because not only do they have all those different guys playing very similar amounts, but these guys are moving around playing different positions, whether it's the slot or the boundary.
0: Every player is so exciting, too. You've got Lazard, who looks... Ma- we know what he can do. We, we've seen him play well at a high level before. He looks massive, too. I don't know if that's just me seeing in person like this close for the first time, but he looks huge. Uh, Cobb, we know what he can do. Amari Rodgers looks in, like in way better shape than he did last year. Um, Jawan Winfrey is making plays, Romeo Dobbs now being thrown into the mix, who again tonight just continues making what Rodgers called wow plays, Christian Watson, who we haven't even seen take the field yet, he looks really good, Samari Torre looks really good, Sammy Watkins I forgot to mention, Ma- like I mentioned earlier, made a big play tonight, He we've seen him be good in the NFL before, there's so much unknown with this team, with, the- with this group of receivers. I'm so excited to watch them play. Another another position group that's uh, similar to the receiver situation where there's really no one guy but a bunch of really exciting guys is the tight end position because we haven't seen Robert Tunney in this, um, this training camp, obviously, still uh, healing that torn ACL that he suffered last October. But Tyler Davis, always making plays, looks very explosive, very fast. Our guy, Dominique Daphne, I, another great practice. I feel like no one's talking about him. He... I must say here, and we're not just saying this
1: because he's been on our show multiple times.
0: We might be saying it on <laughs> no, <laughs> because riff. of that a little bit.
1: We watch him a little bit more maybe than most guys, but that's why we're able to say this. He is making every play in his, you know, any opportunity he gets, he's making the play. He's doing a lot with it. And we, we can clearly see this, and we both said this multiple times. He just looks like a receiver, more, like a receiving tight end. More than the blocker. Like, he's slimmed down.
0: He doesn't look like a fullback anymore, No, you know? he
1: looks like a tight end. Like, he looks like a receiving tight end. And Josiah looks like a receiver now, too. Like, he looks like a receiving tight end. Both of those guys have put themselves in the shape. And it must have been something the coaches said or, or a, designed, a designed path for what their career is doing right now because of the, the need for more receiving targets to be available. These guys have put themselves in shape to catch more passes this year and do less run blocking and and things of that nature, which is, it's clear and evident. And what they're doing in terms of how much passes they're catching in camp so far, it's clear that those guys are going to be options in the passing game that are going to get more receptions and targets than they did in the past several years that they've been with us. So that's really exciting, and they're very much rising to the occasion, looking good doing it, and, and they're going to be big parts of what we do, I feel like. Uh, in the passing game, and they're going to continue to do, th- do the things they do in the running game as well.
0: Right. It's going to be another, it, just like the receiver group, where there's it's there's not going to be one guy who has a Pro Bowl season, most likely. It's going to be all of them making plays when, when they're asked to. And Josiah DeGuar, if he stands with the receivers, you really can't pick him out as the only tight end there. And, uh, a funny, ex- back to Daphne, a funny, a funny exchange I thought we had was, uh, we were talking on the bench, obviously, or on the, uh, on, on the bleachers about how good he looks. And I was like, well, I haven't really been watching him as a blocker. I don't know how good he is there. The very next play, he pancakes Tipa Nallier. And I was like, okay. This guy, he he's still like, he doesn't look like Josiah. He's not that thin. He doesn't move that well. But he is he is looking better as a receiver. But he's still going to be able to bring that H-back type of role to the team and put guys in the dirt like that. Teepa doesn't look like the hardest guy to block, to be fair. But he, he did take care of him pretty well. So uh, the fact that he's still on this team, Dom Daphne, I think that tells you how much this, this coaching staff likes him. Right? And the
1: way they're using him, I think it's pretty clear that he's gonna make the roster. And he's
0: in there with the ones a lot of the time. Yes. All these tight end all these tight ends are. Josiah Big Dog I completely forgot about Mercedes. Mercedes. I feel like he's gonna get fewer snaps this year than he has ever. Yeah. With Matt LaFleur.
1: I agree. And with Josiah, I, I can't really stress enough how much he looks like a receiver as opposed to a tight end right now. Like he is very slim in a good way. Like it's not a bad thing. He needs to develop as a receiver. That's been the clear thing. Um, and he looks like he has done a lot of work to get into a position to be that way. So again, I can't stress enough how good he's been in camp. Those two guys have stood out in a great way with Tyler Davis too. Like this tight end position, I am the least bit concerned about among many of the positions that we have some issues or, or questions, if you will, especially with Robert not being on the field right now. I'm very, very excited about that position because of what these guys have done in camp and they, they all looked apart too.
0: There's no one there who the average NFL fan is gonna be able to identify. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm excited nonetheless for that. Are we crazy? Do you think we're crazy how well we think all these guys look? Like I think all these guys in the in the as a receiving option, I think they're all gonna have like I'm really excited about all these guys. Do you think every fan base is thinking this about their team at this time of year?
1: Of course, but I think things have—we can tell. You know, we've been doing this long enough. Things have changed with this group. Like, I think they look physically— There was clearly a message sent, like, from the coaching staff to these guys that they are going to need to be more involved next year because, of, like, it's clear. It, it makes a lot of sense. Devontae's gone. He took up so much of the targets and, obviously, the yards, touchdowns. They needed to get into a position where they can become more available as options for Rodgers, and all of them have stepped up so far. Of course, they have to take that into the regular season, and it hasn't been that long. There's only been however many practices, 7-8, whatever, and family night, but they look like they're in the right track of being able to do that for us, and, and collect again, a collective effort here because we only need to have one or two onto the field at a time, and we have about four guys, not including Tunyon, that I feel comfortable with right now, and, and hopefully at least one or two of those guys steps up uh, until whenever Robert Tunyon's ready to go, and and even after that, we can have a lot of guys that can contribute.
0: The passing offense overall, all the all the different receiving options, are exciting. Definitely, definitely exciting. The run game, um, we were talking about this earlier, Bron, We don't really have the greatest view of what's going on in the trenches in terms of run blocking. Like uh, there, there's so much going on on every play when you're in person that like. Like when for me when I watch football games and I, I want to pay attention to the run blogging, I have to like rewatch it like eight times, like the same play, because there, there's so much going on. So when you're watching training camp in person, like we, honest to God, have no idea what is going on on a play. It looks like just like a bunch of bodies. But um, from what I can tell, I, I would call myself an untrained eye. The run game looks like it's been struggling, but
1: um, yeah, then- well, the, I think that's evident in the fact that there's not. It's hard to tell. There's no tackling, right?
0: But no tackling makes it. Very it doesn't
1: seem. There's been the only run that I've seen is that that was anything impressive was AJ Dillon had a probably 25 yard run before anybody made any significant touching or contact with him, which that was I I got a video of that which to me it looks like that was a clear actual well blocked run. From run. Him. Yeah, that was that was the only run I've seen in in this entire week of of any nice, you know, quality run blocking of that, that broke something open, but it's tough because there is no tackling and whatnot, but then there's, they're running into a lot of nothing. Like anytime they <laughs> get, anytime he gets, whether it's Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon, a lot of, uh, a lot of struggling offensive line play puts them into just this position where like Jones is running into a group and they just call it dead. So we wouldn't even know what would happen and they don't get too physical in the trenches anyway, you know? So it's tough, but there hasn't been much impressive run game going on, and I think that's what's concerning Matt. And I, the passing game, you know, Rogers does what he does, and it's he easier. doesn't have a
0: lot of time, but no. you can make up for that. He when...
1: makes up for it where it's not as concerning. This is the problem, though. Like if there, and I think that's why Lafleur is probably a little bit worried. But the defense is really good, so there is that. Right, there like, is that. that's hard to account for when you're practicing against nobody but yourself, and you're playing against nobody but yourself.
0: And the best, the best runs consistently, I'd say, have come from Goodson the third-string running back. Well, that, right, and Well It makes sense because they're playing the, the exactly. third-string defense, right? Yeah. So um, the the starting defense is definitely containing the run well, but that has to do with our starting offensive line not being in the best shape right now, of course, without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins as of right now. The, the starting offensive line tonight went um, Yash Nyman, of course, at left tackle, John Runyon Jr. at left guard, third-year player, center Josh Myers, second-year player. I feel
1: good about those two.
0: Yeah, you feel good about those still. Um, Royce Newman, second-year player at right guard, and then rookie Zach Tom at right tackle. Yeah. Zach Tom wearing number 50, not a fan of that number. Oof. But um, regardless, um, I haven't gotten a good good look at Zach Tom, obviously, but people seem to like him. But having a rookie starting at right tackle, not ideal. Actually, they open. I totally forgot about this. They opened family night tonight with Royce Newman at right tackle. And who was at right guard? Do you remember? Wasn't it Jake Hansen? Yeah, they were backup center. That yeah. was a really weird move, but they quickly corrected that back to Royce at right guard and Zach Tom at right tackle. Something that bad was happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's a little experiment, but obviously blocking Kenny Clark with that group of linemen, it, you're, you're not going to get a quickly. lot of. Yeah, yeah you're, I'm not sure yeah. how long
1: they stuck with that group.
0: But. Yeah, so it makes sense that the run game really hasn't appeared to be that pr- productive. But um, uh, the backup offense generally has uh, found more success, I'd say in the starting offense. In um, terms of what? In terms of everything but the quarterback. Okay. Because yeah. I, Jordan Love, Oof. I feel Not like I feel like we're both trying to root for him more this year. Rodgers is under contract. We don't have to worry There's about him no, being traded. Yeah, we don't have to worry it's harder about when him. It's
1: when it's pitted of like a Jordan versus Aaron thing. Yeah. It's much harder. And half
0: the fan base wants Jordan to start and wants us to move on from Rodgers. Rodgers is going to be here for... A few more years if he doesn't retire, right? So we don't have to worry about Jordan Love. We don't have to worry about people clamoring for Love over Rogers. Um, So I feel like we've been more supportive of him this year, especially this week. We've both been like, "Let's watch Love." That was a good throw from Love. That was hard for us to. There are some, you know, the
1: the last practice that we watched in term uh, at Nitschke Field. That last practice, um, at the very beginning, we were very excited about how he was throwing the football. Very, very good, strong targets. Then the two-minute drills started. Yes. I wanted to complete the nice things first because the bad <laughs> things are coming, Griffin. But uh, he was throwing the ball really, really well, and we were excited. In the short game, the passes he was making were very targeted, very strong, super hard balls that were coming in and getting caught. And we were excited about the way that he was really lasering that thing in there. And then we get into these team periods where the least bit of pressure... He knows he's not getting hit either, like in these drills, and he still can't handle the pressure. And, like, he's making double oh my gosh, he got picked once, and then he's getting strip sacked (laughs) because he has no pocket presence, and then he's throwing near picks. They even gave him a pity third try on the two minute (laughs) drill. Oh, I've never seen anything like <laughs> they it. They gave them a third. Th- it was a third two-minute drill for Jordan. It was the
0: two-minute drill period? Danny <laughs>
1: didn't even get a shot because they kept giving it to Love, and then he <laughs> threw a near pick, and that drive stalled.
0: This is this is how it went yesterday. So they're doing the two-minute drill. Does Roger score? I don't. Th- no, they score. They kick a field goal with Rodgers? Rogers
1: kicked the field goal.
0: Um, not excuse me. Rodgers kick. Kick, yeah. did not perform the <laughs> kick, but they did They did kick a field goal. The, the starters got to field goal range, kicked a field goal, call that a quote win. They had um, Rodgers
1: do a whole big thing. He punted, they kicked <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs>
0: um, Love takes the field. Was it the first play? I don't know if it was the first play. Probably the second I play. think it was one of the first two. He's strip sacked by yeah. someone and Teepa catches the f- fumble. Not In an interception, air. but it's a fumble. Um, returns it for a touchdown. So we're like, oh, is practice over now? Is Danny coming on? They give Love a, a, another try, and his first throw, he throws it straight to a cornerback. And the
1: guy on is a well he, underthrown. Pass. I forget who dropped it. It might have been Innis Gaines,
0: but I think
1: it was Rico Gaffer. It could have been. Who cares? Who cares? Really? Because I don't know if either of those guys are making the team. But whoever had, whoever was running at receiver, might have been Dobbs. I'm not sure, but he had him beat by probably three steps. And Jordan Love made sure to throw it. Just low enough okay. that it wasn't even close. So, it was... Uh, it should have been... The d- poor
0: guy, man. He yeah. just...
1: The poor guy just I just don't re-
0: think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah. And then... Anyways, back to tonight. More of the same, really. What can we say? What can we say? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> he just told us to be prepared. The throwing on the run into double coverage... He did the... Okay, under-thrown so he threw in double coverage a
1: few times... A few times he threw into double coverage. Should have been. I think there was one. The first time he threw into double coverage, it was third down, and the ball was very nearly picked. It was dropped by two different guys. Um, so because he Jordan felt that in case one of the guys didn't drop, <laughs> he wanted the other guy to have a chance at it. So. Um, which was nice of him for the defense to, to give Generous the second guys, yeah, to give the second stringers. A, a Neither, chance. Of though, so. Neither of them caught it though. Neither of them caught it. He tried. Jordan tried to let him have a moment. Can't
0: blame but, Jordan for that one.
1: Yeah, so that was not no, his fault. No, but he
0: he made a nice throw on the run, rolling to his right to that Dobbs. was in a different period. But different period, yeah, but that was his best throw, and he try. It's like he tries to capture that so much, and he very rarely is able to do what he wants to do with that football. Yeah, cuz um, then
1: the next play on the after the one I had mentioned, the next play he threw it again in the double coverage <laughs> and it was broken up. And so I don't know what he's really looking we at. We can't
0: make this stuff up. We're not even trying to be biased. Like I want to have a good backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, plus I mean there would there would be nice if he could show something and maybe if we you know let him go start somewhere else, I'd root for him just the same. Like I'd, I if we could have Rodgers here and and make sure that he's in, you know, locked up. I would not have any problem with you know moving Jordan Love to potentially like start on a team like Seattle who doesn't really have a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see him play well somewhere else.
0: Cause he seems like the nicest guy. He's been he great really does. He, off the field. He has been
1: really great, and even when that stuff with Aaron was going on, you know, everything he said was all the right things. Right. He's been great. I, I do like him as a person a lot. He's got a lot of friends. He's friends with Dominique.
0: He's friends with a lot of guys. A lot on this of the team. guys
1: that AJ Dillon, he's very close with. Him. And these are guys that we've interviewed and really like. And, and they love him, too. So it's not like, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> they love him. <laughs>
1: they, we, we love love over here at this show, don't we?
0: It, we just don't love love as
1: the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we're a little spoiled with how Aaron has been. You know, I mean, we're watching the best quarterback in the world every day. So we're a little probably, you know, tougher on him, but it's tough because also, you know, Jordan will make like one or two throws of practice that impress people. And then people hope that that's him consistently. But the more real aspect of what he's doing is many of the bad throws and the interceptions and the lack of pocket presence. Those are the real consistencies in his game. And that's sad to say the throws come and go, you know, but the consistencies in his game aren't going away and it's it really is sad because you want to see him play well enough to give you ex- excitement about his future or like give you uh a sense of security uh, with him as our backup if Aaron was to get hurt for a game or two but again last year Rodgers goes out, Jordan can't score <laughs> in in Kansas City. And and then and then Rodgers sits after the first quarter in the Lions game. And we can't win. And it's like, I don't understand why people continue to give this guy more credit than he deserves in terms of him being a quality NFL quarterback. It's a lot of hopefulness, I think, or people trying to hope that Brian didn't make a mistake there. But I feel like unless something drastically changes, this has been a difficult goodbye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. Great point by you. Love hurts and so does the truth. As I said after the uh, week nine game against Kansas City, it just the the things he does best is short area stuff.
1: He can really throw the ball well in from rhythm. Short
0: in rhythm throws, quick game. He's yep. good at it. When he hits the top of his drop and his first read is open, and he's able to hit that out route, he can put it where he wants to. But can
1: I also add to that what you just said right there? I think my grandfather can do those things probably.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no, because I do think it. Not every quarterback is great at that. Like you have quarterbacks like like Jameis Winston, who's much better at uh like when the play breaks down. When launching things are it.
1: comfortable, though, some I quarterbacks
0: mean- just aren't good at the quip game stuff. Rogers, for a long time, he went through a three year period where he wasn't the best at that. Okay, but now you're comparing. This that's funny. No, because- no, no. I'm 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 just trying to give love credit for what he does well. But, right, think,
1: but like any tr- any guy who's coming into training camp, that's a- my point. Danny Etling does those that's things my well point. too.
0: My point is, if you want that in a quarterback, you can sign Marcus Mariota. Right, that's that's my that's my larger point with that. Um, but yeah, you know, love is what he is. He's our backup quarterback as of right now. You know, in in years past, maybe we would have been a little excited about him struggling, but this year it's like, come on, man. I want a good backup quarterback at the very least. Um, yep. I, I said before we started recording that we wouldn't dog on Love too much here. So,
1: not just this is here. We're telling what had happened at practice today. I wish we could come out and be excited about Jordan because he's clearly not a threat to Aaron. And not that that you know what I mean. I want the best quarterback on our football team, but I have no doubt in my mind that Jordan Love is not that guy for us. So the second want-
0: best guy is actually. I much include, closer argument
1: oh, than that, it is
0: between yeah,
1: that. the second I, I don't and think first best guy. Danny has missed a lot of throws. Yeah, Danny's not good. Danny's not very good, but he's also shown just about as much as Jordan Love this preseason to me. Exactly. People had said he had a good practice the other day. I, you know, Jordan Love? Jordan. Yeah. Which I didn't, I mean, and I'm really trying to see what he can do here, and I didn't see it as well as some of the other people that watched. I'm telling you, it's the... People Still. have a weird thing about him that like they really 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 want him to do well for whatever reason. I'm I'm not going to even get into why cuz I don't know. But I I would like him to do well also, but again, again I'm not seeing the same like I don't know what people are seeing in terms of like this these flashes. I'm seeing more like very dull moments of of not being able to do things that what we've seen in Green Bay over the last 30 plus years. 40 years, I mean, like, we are not seeing anything that is remotely close to an Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre in terms of throwing that football, which is so
0: crucial in that game of football. <laughs> throwing the ball, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a big part of what we do here.
0: <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite Jordan Love tweet will always be week three of the preseason last year against the Buffalo Bills when he's rolling right, launches a ball into like triple coverage and it's picked off. (laughs) Someone on Twitter said that. (laughs) it was a good throw. If
1: that wasn't if there wasn't an offender there, oh watch out. Like the
0: arm talent was impressive. Yeah. I I was talking earlier about what it must have been like for for Patrick Mahomes rookie training camp. Like what it, it it must have felt so different watching him. Because I've made this point in the past too. At this point, we would know if Jordan Love was going to be that type of guy. We would know it.
1: So, Pat Mahomes went into that last game in his rookie year, and didn't he score like four touchdowns with no picks?
0: He had a really good game, I know that.
1: I've never seen Jordan Love complete a touchdown pass that impressed me.
0: And I haven't seen... Very many throws. I can't think of a throw that makes me think he's special. He's got even that interception against Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't (laughs) impressed by that?
1: (laughs) No, but I mean, like, again, it's not like it's very clear. Like, there's really no gray area for me because I just haven't seen those things that he's doing that some of these other quarterbacks were when you're talking about first round guys. But Griff, enough about the quarterback position because I'm sick of being negative. Let's talk about the defense.
0: The defense, there's a lot to be positive
1: about. Very much. A lot to be positive Can we about. start with, uh, permission to start with these two rookies that are just exciting me to no end. These guys are balling out right now. And especially, I, today was very good for Quay. I thought Quay had a really nice day. I've seen him make, and it's hard because he's not making true tackles. I, I mentioned this on the last show. He's not making true tackles, obviously. But he is filling these gaps and swarming the running backs in these run plays, and which is why we were talking about the running game hasn't been growing great. The two linebackers have made it a lot more difficult than years past Yeah, on you've got guys. a loaded
0: defensive line, and then you've got Devondre and Quay on the second level. It's, it's not easy to run the ball against this. It's just not. And so having the classic Packers defense of the last how many years that have just been terrible against the run, and teams have just ran it down our throats, Kyle Shanahan, mm. I feel like that's not going to be the case this year.
1: Who's going to... How? Where's the hole? And I mean, like, when you're talking about... Just look at those front five guys... And plus, we'll talk about the run the run defense that Preston does from the outside. And I won't even include Rashawn because... He's one
0: of the best run-defending edge rushers. Preston
1: Smith is, is just very valuable because he does it all for us. And people joke about the stuff that he does dropping into coverage when he was doing it a lot. He did it pen. today. Yeah. <laughs> just
0: one play, I remember. He was in coverage.
1: when, And he can do that. The good thing is he... Under Joe Barry, he has never done it much. Under Mike Patton, he was doing it at like a four percent rate, which is Mike ridiculous. Patton thought he
0: was one of our best zone defenders. It seemed
1: yeah, apparently, and because he was playing uh, a little bit of cornerback for us,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one screenshot, that one screenshot of him on the, the sideline yeah. playing legit quarterback. Yeah, and it's that just, is so funny. Man. I don't know
1: what Mike Patton thought he was doing there. Like, I don't know if he thought it was like a. Maybe Preston can give him a good shoulder to the face. I don't know, but he, he presses really well. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to let anybody get past you. But once, they, <laughs> but if that if that somehow does happen, it's over. Yeah. But uh, again, no, no, Preston really can do a lot of things for us. So he's valuable. And Rashawn, we know what he can do. I I wouldn't say he's as big of a factor in the running game, but his presence alone is going to be enough, right? But then you look at the you know whether it's Kenny, obviously in the middle. We don't even... I don't know if we need to talk about him much again.
0: Everyone knows how good Kenny...
1: Because is. he is just impeccable in the passing and running game. He's going to do everything for us.
0: And not being double teamed constantly this year. Because help of lot. the
1: guys I'm about to mention. I'm going to start with Devontae Wyatt because I think he is the clear next best guy. And I'm including Dean and I'm including Jerron Reed. And these are guys that have done it at a high level for a really long time. But Devontae Wyatt, every single day we have been out here, has been the clear standout guy in the middle apart from Kenny Clark, of course, but he has been the guy that has impressed us and shocked us and surprised us. And he's a first-round pick, and you expect him to play well, but he has been explosive. He has been ferocious. He has been... I can't even describe it. Watching him in person is... You mention Aaron Donald, and it seems ludicrous, but I have not seen a player as explosive in the middle of the field on defense like that. Moving guys around, getting to the quarterback, he does not miss many reps. He's not losing those one-on-one. I've seen this
0: guy get past John Runyon too many times to even remember.
1: That's our starting left guard who has done a great job, and he did so last year for a lot of games for us. He's been borderline unblockable.
0: It's like bizarre. at this point, I don't know who. I don't. I don't think anyone on this team, any any young guy on this team, has a has a better chance of being like an All Pro in the NFL. He
1: looks incredible. Like, I'm ready to say it.
0: he's going to be a future NFL star. Like obviously we need to see him in the regular season, but I'm so I am I feel like it's just impossible the that Packers he doesn't have succeed.
1: Physically, looked at these draft picks and taken the guys, they have been very rare to miss based on what they do, looking at these guys from a physical standpoint. He is just the perfect body type
0: athleticism. He's massive, dude. He's massive. You
1: look at him, and he's walked by us a few times, and we've gotten up close and personal with him. He is a different human being. He is a whole <laughs> different specimen. That guy is going to be something special for us in the middle of the defense. He's
0: built like Gilbert Brown, moves like Aaron Donald.
1: <laughs>
0: not bad, right? Just came That's up a with pretty
1: that. good comparison you just came up with. He is huge, and he also is super quick and explosive and agile.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's not moving, even... moving, guys. Strong. Getting by him at will And he's not even playing with the ones Oh my How gosh. long until he surpasses Dean Lowry I feel like it can't be like week three maybe I feel like he's gonna They're be gonna, out there yeah, That's what's gonna happen he's And gonna Jaren in. Reed Like we have too many guys Every position
1: we have too many guys And that's what I was saying You put all those guys Whatever whatever combo of three you want to put up there up front This is a whole different ball game than what we were doing last year With Tyler Trashcaster
0: <laughs> Come
1: on, man. Excuse my, uh, <laughs> excuse my bluntness there, but gosh.
0: Oh poor my Lanny! Goodness. Is Lanny in the league currently? Who cares? <laughs> as long as he's not with us. Why did why did why was Tyler Lancaster starting on this team for like four seasons? <laughs> God, Goody. No, oh, but wow. it's not a problem anymore. We have too many bodies there now. We go out and sign Jaron Reed and draft Devontae Wyatt. That position is insane. We talked about it a couple shows ago. And TJ Slayton is... And TJ Slayton. still We still have high hopes he for He still him.
1: is probably physically, just in terms of attributes, the most impressive guy in that group. Yeah, he's massive as well. He is huge, weighs probably the most, and he's strong as anybody in that group, too. He's
0: wearing that Gilbert Brown 93. He is, and he looks good wearing it, too,
1: because he's he been does. playing so well. Yeah. And, now that's, and then, of course, now we talk about these two linebackers. You've got the all-pro, and then you've got the guy who looks like a mirror image of him in terms of physically just absolutely ridiculous and he's faster and I think he's going to do a little bit more in the passing game which will allow Devondre to continue to float towards that middle closer to the line of scrimmage they could both do it though I think and cuz I mentioned Quay is doing really well in the running game so far but then I've also seen him really do some impressive things in the passing game too
0: he had he was in great position on Mercedes Lewis on one play in the tight red zone today do you remember it was. It was. Mercedes caught the ball because it was a laser from Rodgers. Yeah, but he like, was there. just outside of Quay's hand. Yes. but he was right there. That was the touchdown. That was the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. that it, was. A, that didn't Quay was... have a tip? I I can't really remember all these plays. There's so many plays. I'm yeah. having a hard time recalling it. But I I know that he's been in great position in pass coverage.
1: Quay was even. Um, ha- he was within arm's reach. It wasn't his. It was nowhere near him really. But he was very close to getting that ball from, uh, that Romeo. Catch from Jordan. He was right there. He was. He, right, he saw right, what right, was right. coming, and he was trying to get there. But it obviously wasn't his responsibility. So he was kind of chasing after something he couldn't reach.
0: But I too. think Rodgers has floated a couple like right over his hand, like Fred, like Fred Warner when he when he hit Devontae, Devontae in Week yeah. three, like just like that type of play. I think Quay
1: is finding his positions like in terms of on the field. I think he's finding those and and looking for his spots. And working through the motions of, of the difficulties right now and if he gets comfortable, he's gonna be in a great position to make those plays, especially with Devondre next to him. It's gonna be a lot easier to learn from him and see where his spots are and to finally pick them in the games and make those plays.
0: Can you imagine being a, a rookie linebacker playing against Aaron Rodgers in practice every day? Wow and trying to defend the Matt LaFleur offense. You just you're, put something special. You're gonna in learn a lot here. so quickly.
1: He's, t- he's taking the hardest challenges in practice right now. and when he They gets threw to- him into the fire. When he gets to Kirk Cousins and a rookie head coach, <laughs> things are going <gonna> be- <laughs> to be easier and easier, man. Kirk Cousins, then Justin
0: Fields. Oh two my rookie gosh. head
1: coaches. Wow. Wait till he plays Jared Goff. <laughs> we are going to have ourselves a football team this year. My goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this team is so good, man. I feel like... Maybe we're biased. I don't know, because I feel like this team is just so good everywhere. And receiver, everyone in the NFL knows that, oh, the Packers have no receivers. Listen to our podcast from six months ago, and we're whining about how the Packers have no receivers. But even at that position, I'm so excited, like I said earlier, about every single player there. The defensive line, we have so many players. Everywhere on defense, we have so many players. Tight end, so much to be excited about. Offensive line, we're getting two all pros back. We're gonna be. Let's. We can't guarantee anything. I'm done guaranteeing anything about Bakhtiari, and that's. That's if I was
1: gonna be concerned about anything, it's about the lack of experience and or clarity.
0: The O line group. uh, I think the slam dunk choice for worst position on this team used to be receiver for me, but now I'm ready to say it's the offensive line, especially without Elton and David. It's
1: a lot of unknowns. I think that's the problem. A lot of
0: unknowns and a lot of guys who I just don't expect to play well. This is just,
1: you know, it's all about the unit, so it's a little harder to project.
0: It's a weak link unit.
1: Yeah, well, again, until we know what happens with David and uh, Elton, how soon he can come back, like, it depends. (laughs) Right now, I don't feel good because of what we've seen. And again, the rookies, too, they have to go through an adjustment period. It's very early, whatever. Um, It's just tough. You know, you don't know until you really see it. Like, once the games come and then they're, like, really playing actually hard football in the trenches... And then it's against, you know, like when we go into Minnesota week one and it's Zadarius and it's... Kill me. And it's Daniil Hunter, then we'll know. Things could get ugly there. Things could get ugly. Things could get Tyler Lancaster ugly. <laughs> oh,
0: man. But they're going to take that one step
1: at a time. And
0: I don't know about Elton. Like, what do you think? Have you heard about when Elton could come back? Because I have no idea. Well, with them Probably the not pop, week one, right? I don't
1: know if he'll... I mean, it would be... When did he get hurt? That's what we did. Week we're doing. 11.
0: Vikings. That was November. They say, what, nine months? That was, like, right before Thanksgiving. They say nine months, right? Like... Well, Bach is pushing 24 here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's a little younger, I guess, I would hope, right? Like, with the adjustment period yeah. and everything. The health You know,
0: I, did you see that Bakhtiari said he had a setback? Was it this off season that he had a setback? He had another
1: surgery, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. This is, like, the... I've never. Heard I have of an ACL. About
1: him playing again, and if I'm not saying again, because I think they'll put him out there at some point. Like he's he's gonna play. He back. literally
0: played against Detroit. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. That must have been a bad decision. Was it a bad decision? I guess. In I hindsight,
1: mean, clearly because he didn't yeah. play the next game, and then has gotten two setbacks since.
0: Oh my god! I remember seeing that he was inactive against San Fran. I have
1: concerns about him playing well ever again. That's gonna be uh, hard. Yeah. It's been a long time since he's yeah. played. There's no way he's gonna be. To me, it would be quite a shock to have him return to All Pro. How old is he now? 29, 30, right? Like, even more. I don't know mm-hmm. how old he is right now off the top of my head, but it's going to be, I mean, two years of not playing football. That is a long That has time. to have
0: some kind of effect.
1: He can't be any better, and he definitely is going to be worse.
0: But he's, he's probably going to be better than Yash Nyman, so. Probably. <laughs> well, you're talking about yeah, how. If he, I think
1: you, if we suit you up, you <laughs> might have a shot. Oh, come on,
0: man. Yoshi's no, Yash is all right. Yash is Yash really thin too. He is thin. If you put Yash with the receivers, I'm not going to be able to. Th- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but he's looking very slim. He's, he's th- way way thinner than anyone else. Sometimes that, I wonder that, right? how he
1: held up against Nick Bosa in any capacity because he can it's those feet. It looks like he can get pushed around. He's athletic. He's quick. That's what they like about him. I'd like to see him do some Trent Williams and stuff that they did against us in San Francisco. Oh,
0: the the pulling tackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That was I think he can really run. You watch some of the film on him like if you really see him in the running game and stuff, he gets downfield, he's running faster than yeah. all those other li- all the other linemen. He's outrunning them by mm-hmm. a lot.
0: I love this team, man. I could talk about this team for hours. Um but uh Let's pull up some questions here because we, we've, we've got a few more podcasts to go before we hit the road here. We did drive here. I don't know if we mentioned that. We drove here from New Jersey to Wisconsin. Did it in one day. It was actually like a day and most of the night. Didn't get here till like 4 a.m. It was a tough drive, and we have to do that again, which I'm really not looking forward to being in the car for 19 hours again. So I, I, I never want to leave, not only just because I'm enjoying these practices so much, but because the method of travel is not exciting, but enough of that. I'm stalling here, waiting for Braun to pull up these questions. Okay, first question here. This is uh, this this all comes from Braun's Instagram story that he put up a, uh, a few days ago. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it was a few days ago. This one from uh, Jaycent One D. Do you think Christian Watson will play on the same level as Romeo Dobbs? That is a great question because everyone knows how how well Romeo Dobbs has played. No one more than us. By the way, I think I'm buying a Romeo Dobbs jersey tomorrow at the pro shop. So uh, stay tuned for that one. I'm ready to do it. Just the other day I was talking about how stupid it is to buy a rookie's jersey. I don't care anymore. He's made enough (laughs) plays. I have made up my mind. I'm buying that jersey. Um, But anyways, Romeo Dobbs has looked like a a superstar already. It's going to be really hard for Christian Watson to come in and match that, right? Because it's rare to see that from a rookie. So um and knowing the type of player that Christian Watson is, he's not I don't think he's as, as well defined as like a route runner, as a route runner. I don't think his skill set is as diverse as Romeo Dobbs's.
1: I think we have to let him hit the field a little bit and for for me to say anything like that, I would love to see him a little more. Um to me as a prospect, I really was so thrilled about getting Christian Watson because I feel like he can do so many things that Debo Samuel can do to me that was the comparison I had for him like in terms of skill set wise uh, I love what he does from a body type standpoint in the middle of the field he just has that height and speed it's like he's really rare he just has those rare athletic skills like I mentioned Brian finds those things those those rare qualities and and those are just above uh, the entire NFL like he does not he's unmatched in some of those categories. So, I think he's going to excel. I just we just need to see him do it on the field. You you know Griffin, you talked about this a little bit. Like he has been around Rodgers so much and he's asked so many questions and he's being involved and he's getting the offense down. And he's looks good like in terms of health. We've seen him Running around, jumping up and down, like he looks like he can do things. We watched him throw some Again, passes today. He's
0: riding bikes. Yeah. If the knee was that big of a concern, he wouldn't be riding bikes. I think right?
1: they're just holding him out right now. For I don't I, look. I, I'm not going to even speculate on it. He, they're holding him out. I don't know why, but he looks like he can move well enough where it's not an issue. And I think once he gets on the field, hopefully for preseason. It sounds like he, it won't be too too long. I'd like to see him play a couple preseason games. Really get his feet underneath him. And then we'll be able to start saying, okay, is Dobbs just, you know what I mean? Like, then we start asking the questions and answering them throughout the season. But the sooner he gets on the field, the more we'll be able
0: to answer that. I said it was rare for a receiver to come in and make this, make that type of jump that Romeo Dobbs has. Roger said the same thing the other day, but if you think about the past couple years, it really, uh, Jamar Chase for the Bengals last year comes in instant impact, instantly a top five receiver in the league and the Bengals obviously go to the Super Bowl. The year before that, Justin Jefferson. Uh, You wouldn't even have known that the Vikings traded Stephon Diggs in the same offseason because Justin Jefferson was able to come in and be as good, if not better, than Diggs was. So we've seen seen the track record for receivers coming in and making an instant impact. So when you're playing with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who is a little bit picky but um, is is going to buy into the offense, which is going to make it easier for you as a receiver, it wouldn't It wouldn't be that much of a shock, really, if Romeo Dobbs was able to be as good as he's looked in practice in the regular season. And then Christian Watson coming in and being close to that good, if not better, because he was drafted in the second round. Um, so if he's able to be on that level, then I don't think we're even going to be talking about the lack of Devontae Adams, because if we have two rookie receivers who are able to jump onto the field and have an instant impact, That's then enough. we're going to be talking about Rodgers' fifth MVP. Yes.
1: Well, I think that could happen anyway, but one, I, I do want to kind of tie in a question from Chris underscore 1681. He kind of asks, do you think Watson's injury is going to affect if he produces or how much he produces this year? Um, I think so. I think if he continues to sit out, then he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball trying to get on the field when these other guys have been in the works in the, in, on the field doing those things in practice with Aaron developing the chemistry, earning his trust he may not get the same playing time and therefore may not produce as much, but if he's not going to be out for too long, like if maybe he comes back in let's say a week and a half and then he's there for preseason game two, then he starts practicing again, I think he will be able to catch up in time where it's as if it never happened and I think he'll be ready But it's all it's all dependent on what happens there with the injury, and if he's if he's able to have success, how quickly he can start getting his feet underneath him, and how quickly he can start producing in preseason and in training camp, then we'll see if it's going to affect how much he produces during the season.
0: These are valuable valuable reps that he's missing. Uh, You you have to remember, Rodgers just talked about the other day how much how much he thinks that how much he values practice reps over preseason reps because in the preseason, defenses are so vanilla and it's basically cover two, cover three, but in practice you're getting the full like actual co- coaching effort. So um, him being held out, the, the longer he's held out, I mean, it can't be a good thing. Tyler Cormier 20 asks, Have you seen a difference from the last special
1: teams coach and Rich Passaccia? I think we both know the answer to this question.
0: Roger, watching Rich Passaccia coach is one of my favorite things to do at practice. On the field, he, he is, is getting down and dirty. He's giving, screaming
1: at people? He is giving every every single player on the field. First of all, Matt LaFleur, I will say this. Matt LaFleur relies on him heavily. I think not even just for special teams, but as a leader. And as a leader of men, I think Rich Passaccia is rare as a coach. Um, and what he does, like you mentioned, he really does get down with the players. And he's doing things. He is giving snaps at the beginning of every practice. He is giving snaps to the holders to grab. And they're not great snaps because he's trying to give these guys the toughest possible outcomes and he wants them to get this down. And and this is, of course, we're talking about uh, whether it's the holder in this case or whether, you know, he's doing everything he can to make sure these guys are prepared to be the best special teams in football. And that's going to be a tough ask in year one after being maybe the worst, but he's doing everything he can. Um, I think he's coming up with different, uh, just different ways of doing things in that room. And, 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 He's putting a different standard out there, and I think his effect is going to be largely, largely felt this season. And I think it's going to start with what Matt LaFleur does, too. Everything has been impacted, and he has been a clear, positive, positive uh, person in Green Bay. And I think he's an excellent fit in in this team and in this organization.
0: Coming from the last two special teams coordinators Mo Drayton, Sean Menenga, Ron Zook, you can throw in there, who I mean, especially the last two. just seemed like they didn't even care about special teams. Like, you you never heard their names unless it was for terrible reasons, like towards the end of last season. Uh, it, like, they just... They displayed nothing... N- nowhere near the amount of passion that Rich Passaccia shows for special teams. And like you said, he's always with Matt LaFleur. They're always together. You've got... What did we see? Basachia the other day at practice at Nitschke Field, he's watching like defensive reps, like he's out there coaching with Matt Lafleur. He
1: is very much involved on every side of the ball, which I again, I think that's a super important part of his impact. He's he's really affecting both coaches, Joe Barry, and Matt Lafleur.
0: So going from Menenga and Drayton, Drayton who was an in-house promotion, to now getting arguably one of if not the best special teams coordinator, that's going to have an impact. And um, I I have to admit we haven't been watching the uh, uh, we're not we're not very trained in the uh, the scouting of kickoff coverage but um you know nothing nothing not drastically terrible
1: yet. has happened no they're really not doing much we've yet seen anyway, a couple good returns
0: the worst parts have been uh, muff punts but Matt Lafleur blamed that on the Jugs machine actually the yeah. Jugs machine actually the other day um, we we spent a good amount of time talking about that on the last podcast but Matt Lafleur said it was. Actually, due to the jugs machines, the, the
1: equipment staff he more so blamed. Not a great day for them. <laughs> not a great day for them. So, who's re- are we going to have to start talking about some replacements outside of the actual <laughs> roster here? <laughs> but, yeah, I think Rich has just been f- just fabulous hire. Uh, everything he's done is excellent. So, no complaints yet. But, of course, you know, then the things start coming. What happens during the season? Are we going to start making plays in any capacity and just not making mistakes? Like not even making great plays, just making plays and not making mistakes instead. Like
0: Forget the special. Just be teams. Like
1: literally that that's was, a quote by you. That was a quote by me. Went viral. You <laughs> saying Bolt liked that post.
0: Let's not <laughs> even forget that one. People forget about that.
1: Yeah. I don't think we've
0: mentioned that, but people forget about that. Not you on Usain the show. Bolt like that yeah. post.
1: That was a that was a very viral video. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a great quote wasn't it, it was. That was a really good quote Let's you, hope that's the case this year
0: <laughs> You said uh what did you say You were like what did he say <laughs> you, said, you said uh forget the special Just be teams like Can we get 11 on the field Can we get 11 guys on the field <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, these were challenges For the special teams units yeah. Of the past in Green Bay I don't think that's going to be an issue Like, No 11 guys on the field not a, not under Rich Basachi. No, the Can moment we have ten on a, guys out there,
1: literally in a playoff game, <laughs> on laughing. a literal extra point.
0: No, it was it was a field goal. It Whatever, it's embarrassing. Field
1: goal. That's even more embarrassing. I'm laughing. It's oh, it was over. Terrible. Yeah, no. That, oh terrible.
0: my I'm on, I'm on the floor here Griff literally that the was last on the game play winning field of our goal. season game winning field goal we have 10 guys on the field oh my gosh in the worst special teams performance I've seen in my life that is really the cherry on top of that game we forget about how disastrous that was And all season all season I was saying everyone was saying special teams is gonna be the reason we lose in the playoffs almost as uh, almost as an exaggeration, almost as hyperbole, like special teams will cost us our season. And in that game, it was ridiculous. We had a blocked field goal before half, we're giving up kickoff returns, blocked punt, which was their only touchdown of the game, and we have 10 guys on the field for the game-winning field goal.
1: All right, let's stop here, because I don't want to relive this anymore, oh and I'm sure God. nobody else I'm does sorry. too. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can go on and on about that. But the good news is the tides are turning, and things are looking up. ritz Bisaccia is here to save us. Let's hope. Let's hope. Moving on, moving on. This is a great question from Dave Trader. He asks, is it safe to say that the pass rush depth is the team's biggest concern more than wide receivers? I wanted to hit on this earlier and I forgot, Griff. We have not been impressed with Kingsley and Igbar, with what he's done, and also his size physically. We are not impressed. He's looked
0: the worst that we've seen in the one-on-one drills. Of a, he was stood up like four yeah, times in a row against like body. some bad, not great players. He's, I think his his
1: size is a problem. He people compared him to Zadarius with his size and. I think I it was more
0: of a how they used him in college. It must have been because, because they he, are not
1: similar sized at all.
0: Zadarius is much bigger, stronger, yes, yes, faster. Yes. And this is th- these are things that he can work on, and he can obviously show up to camp next. Think about year like we were just bigger. talking about.
1: Allen Lazard was the. Alan Lazard
0: looked like you coming into Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, he looked like me. <laughs> um, and now he looks like a, a massive human And thing. now he looks like me. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: No, but he looks like a superhero out there. Like he is, he's a whole different person. So yeah, and Kingsley, Kingsley has can time. do that.
0: Kingsley can do that. But Fifth
1: round pick. He has experience.
0: Develop. I think is what people were pointing out. He has experience lining up and knows he has experience lining up everywhere along the defensive line. He can play, um, or he has yeah, at least has experience. But from what we've seen, it hasn't been too impressive. Which in, um, speaking on the 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 depth of the pass rusher as the, at the edge rush position, um, Kingsley was kind of one of the players that were that you were kind of going to hang your hat on on paper like yes. he's like okay we, we brought in Kingsley
1: I'm thinking he can develop into our third guy because he, well, he was a top 100 pick projected and ended up falling into the fifth for us um, so I'm thinking he could be that guy now it's going to probably take a little bit more developing if there was a position where we were to add a free agent I, we really miss Whitney right now. I feel like Whitney merciless.
0: Maybe they were hoping they could. Bring I think back they Whitney. probably
1: would. Well, I think I know they wanted him back. I know for a fact they wanted him back, actually. But he obviously ended up retiring. So, they, but you can
0: find a guy like that before the I'm season sure starts. Who, that wave of cuts after camp. Okay, you that, can find a guy yeah. like
1: that. We found him in what October. That's true. That's a good point. And he—he's a rare occasion, I think, where a really bad team has some really good players that they don't need and wanted to give Whitney a chance to try to win a Super Bowl. That just worked out in our favor in a great way. I'd like that to be the case, but the problem is with the cuts from the camp. That we could bring in a, a player that's better than what we have now, but these guys are not on their rosters for a reason, too. So it'll be it's all circumstantial, and we'll see what happens after. One team's
0: trash is another's treasure. Evidently. <laughs> Jordan Love? <laughs> oh, God. Come
1: on, man. Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody interested? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think with that group garvin is a good backup depth type guy But I don't think I want him in a true rotation Kingsley hasn't shown us enough yet to be in the rotation Ladarius hamilton was cut at one point last year and put on back on the practice squad So he's clearly not I don't want him being our number three or four There's needs to be I think more there But uh, teepa looks okay at times. I guess I I, but then after that there's not much If there was anybody I don't even know I might have just named everybody can't think of everybody at once, but um, I, I'm not excited about that backup
0: depth group right now. I would so say there's nothing to be excited about. No, so behind Preston and the Rashawn. question was:
1: Is it safe to say that pass rush depth is the team's biggest concern, more than the wide receivers? Apart from O line, and if you can, if you can include the fact that we have David and Elton like waiting in the wings. I would say yes, and that is a pretty great question. Something I'm glad we were able to address.
0: I would say yes too because pass rushers they can't play every snap. Yes, just we, like the D we, line. we've got Same guys. We've got to have guys who are coming in. Randy yes. Ramsey. I don't think. Oh,
1: we Randy, Randy Ramsey. Ramsey. He's been actually. You know what? It's funny. He's been hurt. He's been doing a lot of like work off to the side. He's. I think he would be four. Hopefully, we can get a better number three. I think I like him though as a three or four guy. I agree. So I, I'm okay with him. That's a good—we did forget to mention, he has been working off to the side. But when he's healthy, I don't think he was totally healthy last year either. So I think if—when uh, he comes back and he's ready to go, that should be somebody that will be in the mix and, and playing well for us too.
0: I don't want to turn this into the Packers' biggest weakness ranking show, but if I had to rank the Packers' biggest weaknesses, I would go O-line first because the, the starting group right now is just not good enough. The yeah. starting group, as it is right now with the injuries— um, taken into account but then number two I would actually go cornerback depth because I I feel oh, that's not easy I feel either, like yeah. that's a I feel like that's a more valuable position especially if you're bad at it I'd rather be bad at edge than I am bad at cornerback because like you always say you can you, you can't you can't really, uh, like, it sucks to have, to be, for your quarterback to be able to just sit in, for the opposing quarterback to just be able to sit in the pocket with no pressure, but at least we've got interior pressure. When we've got Shamar John Charles starting on the outside, it's just too easy to go after him all game, so I feel like that I would put above the edge rusher depth in terms of biggest weaknesses, Um, but yeah, edge rusher depth is definitely up there, and receiver, I mean, it's so funny. If you asked me even a month ago, I probably would have put receiver at one. But just seeing these guys in person, I feel so good about them. And um, I, I think it's getting late here. We've been doing this a while now, so I think we got to wrap this up. We've asked uh, you guys asked a lot of really good questions, a lot of good questions. People are excited this time of year, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. At one point, you mentioned football season. I just started smiling. I don't know if you noticed. I'm just so excited for this team. I love this team. I love this city. I love that G. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny, right? God, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to watch practice on Sunday. I wish there was practice tomorrow. Um I'm really excited about this team and I think everyone out there should be as excited as I am because this team's going to be good, folks. It's going to be good. Um, that's going to do it for us tonight here. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listen, if you listened this far, um, let us know on Instagram. We've had a few people do that, which we always really appreciate when you let us know because um, it, it makes us feel better about what we're doing here. So if you like it, um, let us know you listened this far. Rate it five stars on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends and family. Let everyone know. Uh, that uh, you enjoyed the show here so we can get a a, a bigger audience and we would really appreciate it. Appreciate you for listening, of course. So that's going to do it for me. You can follow me on Instagram at alldaypackers and uh, yeah, go Pack Go.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, go Pack Go.